Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I am your host, Sandra Peoples. This is episode 89, and today we are catching up and talking about what's ahead. So you may have noticed that we were a little sporadic about releasing episodes in February and March. I really missed getting to chat with you guys each week, but we were in a season as a family when everything felt really hard and I had to focus on what was necessary to get us through. And honestly, like when I thought about care, about sharing caregiving advice, I felt like a phony. Like how could I encourage you when I didn't even feel like I was doing anything well? And I realized that was part self-protection and part pride. The truth is, opening up during seasons of struggling helps us not to feel alone. The enemy wants us to feel isolated. And so I feel like I'm in a place now where I'm doing better and feeling better and am ready to um, get back to chatting with you guys again. Now, we are, as a family, still figuring out how to help James feel more comfortable um, and we've had to make some adjustments to our commitments and routines and those adjustments include the future of this podcast so last fall when I brought Lauren on as a co-host I had hoped that we would do the podcast together for about a year and then I would hand it over to her to continue I knew that I wouldn't be able to keep doing it if I went back to school But I felt like the message and the community were important enough to keep going. Uh, But in our last episode, Lauren shared the changes in her life that require that she step away. So that left me with a couple of choices. (laughs) I could keep going on my own until the time I had planned to stop, or I could wrap it up now. Uh, I prayed about it for weeks, which is why it's been so quiet here, and have decided to go ahead and make this our last episode. Um, In this challenging season for our family, I'm having to really make some hard decisions. And as we've talked about, there are things that only we can do and there are things that anyone can do. And as much as I love this podcast, it takes time away from the things that only I can do. So it's just one of those things I'm going to have to let go. Um, but as I thought about what I wanted to share in this last episode, I thought about the most important lessons we've learned together. Like which topics have we talked about that have made the biggest positive difference in my life and hopefully in your life as well. I thought it would be helpful to hit those again and share how they are working for me in our current season. So let's just jump in with the final advice that I have in this final episode for abiding caregivers. So the first lesson, and probably not a surprise because it's kind of the foundation that we built this podcast on years ago, and that is to decrease decision fatigue. So we talk about how many decisions that we make as caregivers, as moms, as wives, as um, employees, as church members, all the things that we do and how we just reach a point of decision fatigue. We are just so tired of making decisions. We joke that it's, you can tell that you've hit that moment when it's dinner time and you sit around and you say, what do you want? I don't know. What do you want? And then nobody can make a decision. So we started talking about decision fatigue back in episode six, 
and just ways to decrease that. For example, I wear the same shirt every Monday. I even made a shirt that says this is my Monday uniform. And so I put that on each Monday um, and it just decreases the decision fatigue that I'm going to experience on that first day of my week. We talk a lot about menu planning um, or even having theme days that just make the week easier because you're not having to decide on dinner. Uh, we talk about cleaning routines and just making those the decision that you make. And and really, this affects lots of little things. Just anything you can put on autopilot. Lee and I have friends over a lot. And if they say, what can I bring? My automatic answer is dessert because I am not good at making desserts. And so we've kind of even put that on autopilot, especially because Lee is often the one to invite people He's our extrovert in the family. And so they'll ask him, hey, is there anything I can bring? And so then he would text me and say, is there anything they can bring? And it would just take too long to decide. And and we always need dessert, right? So no matter what main course I'm making, uh, we're always going to need dessert. So that's just kind of our standard answer. So even in this season of um struggling for our family those things that we have done to decrease decision fatigue have been super super helpful and just kind of falling into those routines that feel comforting to all of us so the second one is going first in friendship now we have an episode it's episode 65 about the challenges of friendship for caregiving moms um And so, I mean, my best friendship advice is to go first, (laughs) to be the one who texts first and the one who reaches out to make plans and the one who doesn't keep score in a friendship, right? Like you can kind of get down to it and say, well, I'm always the one that texts her. I'm always the one that reaches out. And I don't, I think we just have to get to a point where that doesn't matter, (laughs) where we just say it's worth it to me to be the first one every time um, if this friendship is going to continue. If you feel good about the friendship, you want it to be healthy, then sometimes you do have to be the one that continues to go first. I I don't feel like everybody has the same bandwidth at the same time to invest in friendships. And if they're important to you, then, then you may need to be the one that kind of takes the lead. I've even kind of automated this in different ways to say, There's certain times of the day that I'm going to just text as many friends as I can or each day of the week I'm going to text a different friend or different like even category of friends like maybe every Wednesday I'm going to text a church friend um, and just check in with them or on another day I'm going to text a friend that I've met through Parenting James just Whatever you can do, even even to automate this, that decreases decision fatigue, right? Just even put these friendships on automation. But going first is really important, creating opportunities for you to feel connected to other people. I have, now that COVID is uh, a little bit behind us, um, I've gotten back in my habit of eating a meal every week with somebody outside my family. And so... I'm meeting a friend for lunch or we're having people over. And so that takes me putting myself out there and and making those plans and just going first in that friendship. 
Okay, number three, something that has been incredibly helpful for me is creating habit triggers. And we talked about this back in episode eight. And essentially, when you are planning your day or you're planning what you're doing, you look at what comes before what you want to do and you you make that easier so that the habit is easier. And so the example I like to give is if I am dropping, like we had this season where I was taking James to therapy almost every day and I would drive home past this park and I kept thinking, man, I really need to get out and walk, uh, but I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. I don't have the shoes. I don't have my earbuds. I don't have anything I need. And so I created habit triggers so that that habit would just become normal and natural. So when I left the house that morning to take James to therapy, I would put on my tennis shoes and I would grab my earbuds and I would make it as easy as possible to to say yes to walking. And And habit triggers can be a hundred different things. It can be I turn my phone off at nine and that signals that this, it's time to get ready for bed and go to bed. And so that can be your habit trigger. You can um, just do anything that makes it easier to do what you want to do each day. You can put that into your routine, kind of uh, reverse engineer it, figure out what steps it's going to take, and then just make that happen. So number four, something else that I do a lot that has been especially helpful in this season. We talked about it in episode 42, and it is the practice of benevolent detachment. And it is essentially at its core, it's letting go and letting God, right? Like that kind of cliche. But but really what it is, is, is realizing your limits, your limitations, and accepting those as just part of your humanity. It's just part of being human that you can't do everything and you can't be everywhere and you can't say yes to everything. And there's a limit to the control you have over things, even if they are things that you wish you had more control over. And so um, sometimes this is, I mean, like during our... James was having his hardest time like in um, January, February, and then into March. And we're still figuring things out, but that's when it was the hardest. Um, But there were things I just uh, had to let, and even very practical things like folding the laundry. So James, one of the things that he is struggling with is controlling um, what I do. And so if he's home, he wants me sitting on the couch all the time. I mean, I I literally cannot get up off the couch without him saying, mommy, sit on couch. Now, now <laughs> that things are a little bit easier, I can get up and I can do something, but, but it has to be worth him following me and saying, mommy, sit on couch, right? So I can make dinner. Um, and he can, he'll say, mommy, sit on couch. And I'll say, mommy's making dinner. And, and he'll give me that time. But uh, in January and February, I couldn't do anything. I mean, I couldn't eat at the table without him repeating, mommy, sit on couch. I couldn't fold laundry. I couldn't uh, unload the dishwasher. I couldn't 
do any of the chores around the house. There, there was nothing I could do that he wasn't right there saying, mommy sit on couch. And, and he's trying to control things that are totally out of his control, right? So it's, it's coming from his anxiety. So I see that I, and I acknowledge that. Um, but I just had to kind of just let go of the things that were normally more important to me. And that meant that Lee and David had to do more uh, because, I mean, dishes have to be done and laundry has to kind of make it through the cycle, even if you're just picking up clean laundry out of the pile. Um, but that also meant like things like emails not or social media messages, those kind of things. I couldn't, because I can't, I, he also doesn't want me on my computer or, um, and there were times that he wanted my phone. And so I'm just sitting with nothing. Like I'm just sitting there on the couch for a long period of time without anything. And um, so there were lots of things that I had to let go. And that's a pretty extreme example. I mean, we're, we're already, we made some med adjustments that medicine adjustments for him that have made that a lot easier on him and on the rest of us. But um, there just are seasons where you have to let more things go and you just have to trust that, um, that God is going to fill in those gaps for you and that, that anything that really needs to be done is going to get done. And so the last one, which I think really relates to what we just talked about, the last one that I think really relates to what we just talked about is living within your boundaries. We talk about this a whole lot. We talked about it uh, back in episode five on creating a personal mission statement. And there are just boundaries around our lives as caregivers that don't exist for everybody else. Um, But everybody does have boundaries. I mean, you only live in one place. You only make so much money. You live in the house that you have. You have the kids that you have. I mean, all of those are kind of boundaries around what we do um, and what we're called to do. I mean, God isn't calling us to anything that's outside of what he has deemed as good for us. And <clears throat> and so Psalm 16:6 reminds me of this and it says the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places indeed I have a beautiful inheritance. Um and I think like I also have verse 11 underlined and it says you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so this idea of living within our boundaries is not punishment or something that God is withholding outside. It is truly for our good, for our family's good, and for our joy. I mean, this is where the fullness of joy is and pleasures forevermore. And so if I can grow in contentment within these boundaries that God has put on my life, then then I can find joy there. And I, I don't have to battle as much against um, envy and jealousy and pride and those things that pull me away from contentment. Um, now, that doesn't mean things don't change and we don't move houses or move locations. I mean, my family has done that a bunch, but there's still boundaries in place, even in seasons of change. And and it's really <clears throat> and it's really helpful to see those boundaries as good things instead of negative things that um, 
aren't there to serve us. So <laughs> those are the five lessons that that I want to leave with. I mean, we've been doing this podcast over two years. I mean, it's episode 89. Um, and it just, it feels super significant to me. The time that you have invested in listening Uh, The guest that I've had on here, Lauren, serving as a podcast host for a season, all of that, it really just means so much to me. And so it's hard to say goodbye, which is why um, you've had so many weeks of silence because I kept sitting down to do it and, and, and I just couldn't. And so I had to give myself kind of a hard deadline today and say this, you've got to do it today. You've got to say goodbye. Um and leave well and and hopefully leave my friends you guys with uh encouragement and um a feeling of support so even though we won't be connecting here every week i am still on social media so i'm on facebook instagram and twitter um i i use each one a little bit differently so like on twitter i talk more about special needs ministry include disability inclusion those kind of things uh facebook is kind of a catch-all for lots of things. And then Instagram is more personal, what we're doing around the house, planting the garden, pizza nights on Fridays, all of those kind of things usually live on Instagram. But um, the point is you can follow me any of those places or all those places because quite a bit of the content is different in each location. And the links to those are in the show notes uh, at abidingcaregiver.com. So... Let's end in prayer, like we always do. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak encouragement into the lives of the caregivers who have listened over the last few years to one episode or five episodes or all 89. Each time you put a calling on our lives, you are asking us to be faithful. Um, And I hope that I have been faithful in this opportunity. I want to pray the words of Paul from Colossians 1 over my friends today as we wrap up our time together. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of His will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. God, help us to live a life worthy as we abide in you. In Jesus' name, amen.